Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Bear Thoughts. Today, we bring you another special guest, Pragya Kapoor, a Swedish-born Indian model, Bollywood film actress and producer, an avid environmentalist, and most recently, the founder of an impact NGO, Eksat Foundation. Being in the film industry, while being extremely passionate about the environment, she became motivated to use her platform to bring about change for future generations, especially being a mother of two. This segment discusses mindsets when approaching sustainability, gender roles in sustainability, motherhood, and the art of balancing these various aspects. So without further ado, let's jump right in and discuss what literally everyone of us feels in the world we are in today, overwhelmed and frustrated. And this might be because we might be making changes and it may seem that uh, no one else is changing or we simply give up because we think that our actions are too small in making a change. So Pragya, how do you go about communicating this much needed change in a way that appeals to all the diverse people and mindsets around you? Looking at what I am doing in my life, I'm affecting so many people without even asking them to create a change. So I, I believe that change comes from within. You start and the moment you start, people will follow. You know, they will find their way to get there because if your intentions are pure, it will happen automatically. You don't have to, you know, uh, be, a, be a flag bearer or anything. And, you know, it's your way or the highway. I don't think it works that way in any aspect of life. Thank you. Thank you for that answer. And that's a great point, to be honest, um, because a lot of the times we're always influenced and simply just being genuine to ourselves and having the right type of intentions can actually go miles and in communicating indirectly what kind of change we need. So thank you for articulating that wonderfully. Um, but actually, to be honest, like that can be quite difficult being in the film industry and being an environmentalist at the same time. That's um, quite a feat because we know how busy lives can get and also how materialistic it can become. In addition to that, you started this foundation, Aksat, which is doing great things during this pandemic that we're experiencing. Um, so my question to you is, such a pandemic can seem a drench, um, can seem to drench all the efforts we make towards sustainability um, because of the lockdowns, the lack of resources, and so on. Um, I also noticed on your social media when you were trying to do this whole um, feeding aspect, feeding families and supporting families, um, someone asked you this very question on social media um, regarding how are you balancing sustainability while also kind of um, reaching out to the people and supporting the people who are in need of this kind of assistance. Um, and your res response was quite insightful. So would you mind sharing with us um, the kind of mindset you keep when such challenges occur? So, uh, like you said, um, I mean, I have had like the worst month because we are buying everything that we you know, normally would not buy. Uh, everything is in plastic packaging and uh, I'm like, you know, not buying my normal vegetables and, you know, my uh, laundry detergent is not available anymore. You guys have not been available for the longest. I'm lucky I like I got a stock, so I'm sorted. But um, it's been really difficult for me to just adjust to the thought that um, how I normally would live my life, I can't. And you have to accept it and you just have to move on and whatever I can recycle out of whatever I've bought will obviously be recycled. And uh, I think there is a fine line, like you said, that you should not beat yourself up about it. Like initially I was like really, really like a little frustrated because I was like, I've spent so many months trying to create this kind of a lifestyle and then all of a sudden it just all disappears, right? You can't follow a suit and be the way you want to be and the kind of lifestyle you want to have. Um, so even for Aksat, 
I initially was really beating myself up when we started this, uh, um, the, the ration kits that we are giving out right now. We have given out about 4,500 ration kits that can sustain uh, a family of four for about a month. And we are doing daily uh, meals for um, uh, families who do not have kitchens. Um, and we are just sending those out for people to have. Now, that's a lot of waste that is being created. Um, and we have tried in whatever way we can to avoid as much. But considering that most places are shut and considering that, um, you know, at times like these, you don't have that many options, right? So uh, we tried our level best to be as sustainable in our ways as possible. Uh, but it's obviously not um, 100% sustainable because even though we have we are collecting back a lot of the plastics, like I remember I called up the, the Dean of uh, Tata Institute of Social Science who were doing our volunteering that, you know what, please just collect all that plastic back because I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm going to have nightmares about this and, you know, Moreover, I was also a little worried about all the questions that everyone's going to throw at me. Like you said, like I got that one question from that lady. Um, I got actually multiple questions from many people. So I decided to let me just answer to say that, you know what, times are such that we have no choice right now. You know, as much as we would like to, at the end of the, what matters is your mindset towards it. You know that this is not something that you would continue on later. And at the same time, uh, it's a... Uh, it's not something you should beat yourself up on if you fail, because we have a larger issue to handle at the moment, right? Uh, so as much as this is dear to my heart that, you know, we should live sustainably and ACSAT stands for sustainability. And it's all about uh, creating a bond between, you know, nature and, and uh, humans. And now all of a sudden I have to like, figure out how I can give out food and ration to people who do not have any uh, ways of getting it and still be sustainable. It was a big task, but I mean, we tried, we got uh, a lot of paper bags um, that we started to giving out the dals in. For the rice, I managed to get uh, someone to stitch some cloth bags. So we, we got those. Uh, for Atta, again, now I have no option. I can't like give them steel dabbas now and you know, keep the steel baba because I can feed so many more people with that the money for that steel dabba. So we are giving it out in plastic bags and we have requested wherever we can that, you know what, just give it back to us. Even the BMC is helping us a lot. So they've been like, don't worry. In our areas, we will make sure that our trucks only go and collect everything and then we will recycle it on our end. But do I know personally if that's happening or not? I don't. I'm just like keeping my fingers crossed and hoping that, you know, I hope that they recycle it. Uh, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it because right now what is most important is to help those in need, you know, beyond anything else. If, if we can't be, uh, you know, uh, have that much humanity in us that, that we do not take care of the people that we live with, um, then there is no point of, you know, trying to save the world because who are you saving the world for, you know, for everyone to be a part of. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. Um, really humanizing the approach we take to our daily lives and experiences can really help us see what those around us are going through, especially during a pandemic like the one we are experiencing right now. So that actually is a great segue to my next question um, that brings me to my next kind of discussion topic, which is life after the pandemic and life after COVID-19. Um, many of us continue to support local farmers and so on for our produce produce. Um, while using baking soda, simply to wash it and sanitize. It just goes to show that um, we can still live in a world that has those package-free products. Um, we've already had so many challenges before this pandemic as well, with climate change and the global garbage crisis, to name a few. So 
we may be pushed towards innovating and rethinking our consumption habits. It's um, an interdisciplinary approach, which includes kind of multiple stakeholders from corporations, um, change, corporations changing to government involvement through tax reductions um, and support for businesses that are striving to make a change. Um, I think your example is perfect in terms of sheer, showing the sheer collaboration and innovation that had to happen to build a sense of community through Iksat and the sensitivity um, to help people in need while trying your best to um, do it in a sustainable manner. So Iksat Foundation is just starting, but so excited to see all the upcoming impact projects. So um, Pragya, like, what are your thoughts on this life after COVID-19? It's actually something that me and my husband is, we are discussing it quite a lot. And uh, I, I think he's being very optimistic, thinking that because people have now seen a change world where, you know, the, the air quality is better. Um, animals are, you know, you can hear so many birds, like you couldn't hear them earlier. And all of a sudden, you know, there's so many birds around us. And, um, you know, I, I think he's being very optimistic that people are going to see this as a, as a wake up call and now going to be a little more conscious. I'm slightly more pessimistic than him simply because I know human nature is not that easy to change. Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe that I, I think on a larger level, corporates uh, are going to do a lot of changes within their policies. I think they are going to make sure now that, you know what, we are the one that are actually creating this. Like if you see, uh, if, if you saw in Delhi, like the Ganga is now getting cleaner simply because less pollution is getting in from the, from the, from the uh, factories out there and the, and the corporates companies that are creating the, the, uh, this pollution. Right. So uh, I think they have to become more responsible. You know, the moment these become more responsible, pollution, pollution level will automatically come down. And for someone like, me, I will obviously not, I'll go back to buying things without any, any, any sort of plastic or anything. Uh, my difficulty is that I have two small kids, so I have to be more careful during this period, which is why I have stacked up on food because I want to avoid stepping out because the moment one of us step out, that means that, you know, they're, they're bringing in something from the, from, uh, you know, uh, the outside world, which could be any sort of bacteria. Uh, so I'm being a little careful, which is why I'm stacking up. My vegetables are, of course, still coming, uh, like how I said, it's all coming without uh, any kind of packaging. But for other Russians, it's very difficult because you can't stack it for too long, right? Um, so I think as on an individual level, I hope a lot of people are getting a, you know, time to sit and think about how they can change their life for the better so we can continue living the way we are living during this lockdown which means that, you know, uh, animals are in a better care. Uh, our pollution levels are low. Uh, the sea and the ocean is healing. You know, uh, if we can do this by just sitting at home for like a month, I'm sure we can create a lot of changes <laughs> long term. Like, you know, just one month, the world is such a, like a much better place than what it used to be. Um, but I... I don't think it will happen overnight just because the lockdown gets over. I think people will go back to the regular life. And I think once it's that, that, that pushback comes again with the pollution level hitting, that's when people will realize that, you know what, we can actually create change. We've already done it when we sat at home. And that's when I think the change will now slowly start happening. Uh, but on a larger scale, I think the corporates are definitely going to create a lot of new changes, which hopefully we'll reduce the packaging overall. So we don't have the, the, the we don't have to sit here and worry about uh, how our packaging is going to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it has anything to do with, uh, um, 
uh, with with people getting afraid of being you know what, what's on that packaging and like you know it's cleaner and safer using plastic packaging than than what like getting it like in what how is it different from paper packaging i mean it i, I don't think that's that's something that's I mean, I know a lot of people are saying it that, you know, plastic is cleaner and it's neater yeah. and all of that, but I don't understand that thought process at all. Like, how is it some people have touched that plastic packaging as much as they would touch the paper packaging or they would touch, uh, you know, the cloth bag. Exactly. It's as any bacteria as any of the others. I don't see it being cleaner in any such way. So just- <laughs> to be honest, rather than pessimism, maybe you're taking a more realistic approach to this as well which is um, definitely helpful advice to our listeners and to myself in tackling problems because especially when it comes to understanding human nature because we do live in a world that is populated by close to 8 billion people. So the change isn't just going to come overnight. It's going to take effort. It's going to take mindset. It's going to take understanding um, what's really happening genuinely. Um, And I definitely agree about the whole corporates hopefully eager to make changes Um, So consumers aren't constantly facing this battle in choosing that sustainable alternative because it isn't really or really or readily available or accessible. Um, But to be honest, like while we think it isn't readily available or accessible, um, we live in a country that was pretty much zero waste in the past. There's access to beautiful um, like turmeric and resources and um, nature that can really help us Um, go back to that lifestyle and embrace what India kind of has to provide us. But um, we tend to succumb to this pressure and this external influence, which makes it far more difficult for us to attempt raising awareness and educating those who may not be aware of what's happening. Um, So do you happen to have any insights on this um, pertaining to kind of like what we already have here around us? We need to start taking pride in our beauty and in our nature we need to start taking pride in all the small uh, uh and you know you know what happens um we look too much at the west we want to have everything the way they have it you know if they have fancy cars we want fancy cars uh you know now i think if we start taking pride in the way india has been as a country the way we have lived and uh, we start adopting those cultures with pride like i'll give you a certain example my brother uh he's born and brought up in sweden um he he must be about 33 years old now he came back to india and moved into a village started wearing a turban started wearing indian khadi clothes he stitches his own clothing with with natural uh, cotton because in his mind he's like i take pride in this and i i remember there were a lot of people looking at him strangely that what's wrong with you you're you know, born and brought up abroad, you can wear the fanciest clothes and you come here and you dress like, you know, you like, know, like, like a local. and he's like, but I take pride in this. This is my country. And this is the kind of clothing we've always worn for centuries. And this is our culture. The moment we as, as uh, countries and, and as a world start taking pride of the way we used to be, you know, all the good, I'm not talking about the bad things. I'm only talking about the good things. And, and how we used to live. We need to take pride and we need to applaud people who are taking pride. So people start changing their mindset about what is good and bad. Right now, it feels good to have a Ferrari. It feels good to have, go to a, you know, for, a, for a, a, a vacation abroad and, you know, to show off all your pictures on social media, what all you're doing. But 
we should start taking pride in the smaller things as well in life you know we should if we start taking pride and and people applaud that pride we will automatically start moving to a more conservative way of living you know so that's my thought on 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 your fear that, that you're, you're feeling, feeling send the positivity out there that you know it's actually good the way you are living you know we need to applaud our our uh, bmc workers we need to applaud our, our, our all the people doing all our basic work and we need to thank them right now we ignore them we do not speak to them with respect then obviously they want to aim to do something better in life they want something better for their children you know they don't want that people should treat uh, their children the way we are treating them that's why they say okay you have to educate you have to become a doctor you have to become this you know it's not good it's not good to live the way we are living the moment we start telling them that you know what what you're doing is great it's wonderful i wish i could do even half of what you are doing they will start feeling a sense of pride and ownership and they will start feeling good about what they are doing you know so i think that is something we need to start spreading out there that you know you're doing a great job however you are living whatever you're doing it's fantastic thank you for sharing that um and i definitely agree and feel that sharing positivity and even researching positive initiatives out there that are kind of making impact as a way to boost your own morale um while kind of influencing others around you and then finding ways to connect with various people in so many different ways um can really be um a step forward um without kind of trying to force that communication um that kind of brings me to a burning question that kind of surrounds sustainability today um especially with gender equality being in the picture being a problem as well um and being one of the UN SDGs forget about the UN SDGs it's just about how it's supposed to be gender equality um but do you notice that there are more women in the area of sustainability or more women choosing it as a career option um so what are your thoughts on gender issues and gender roles around um, sustainability i mean so i come from a very different work background where there are more men than women so i am very happy about the fact that you know and and women have a tendency of being leaders and the ones who you know pave the way forward uh when it comes to new ideas and new ways of being it's just that we might not have been heard as much earlier uh, you know maybe 10 years ago than what we are today um so i think it's, it's great, great you know i we need uh, more women to stand up and do work and not to say that men should not they should definitely i mean i've seen a great change in my husband towards sustainability and uh, i think it's important that you know everyone works this way together uh but i mean i think it's great that women are taking the you know the baton and taking it forward most definitely but um let me go back to that question let me add um to that burning question that we talked about and challenge and challenge you a little bit on that you are a mother of two and that's quite a fun and loving experience for you but um satisfying a child's desires so they remain happy and motivated might mean certain packaged goods certain packaged toys um some kind of uh road trips traveling etc cetera, etc cetera. so um how do you go about kind of balancing your responsibility on motherhood along with environmental sustainability and how do you go about navigating this balance you know i have a great team and i think this only team work and i think whether you're a man or a woman uh you need a great team to support you for you to be able to do multiple things whether it's running the house whether it's taking care of the kids running your work whether it is sustainability you need a, you know people to support you and the moment you have that i think uh, we are all invis- invincible we can do so much more than what we are actually doing 
Um, so if you can be that support to any person around you, uh, whether that is your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, uh, be that support, you know, be that person to call up and say, you know what, I'll take care of the kids. You go and do your work or, you know, I'll, you know, cook today. You go and do whatever you have to do. Be that person and automatically you will see that that person in your life will become your support system. You know, I always got my husband's back, you know, whenever he needs, he knows he can, you know, lean on me. And the same way now, he has become the same kind of a person that when he knows that something is important for me or I have to go for a certain meeting, he will step in and, you know, he'll make sure that he handles that part of the day. Or if he can't do it, he will, you know, designate it to maybe his mother or his sister. But he'll make sure that there's a system in place you know, that supports us to do whatever we need to do. Super warm answer. Um, makes me already feel comforted, to be honest. <laughs> Teamwork, collaboration, and kind of surrounding yourself with um, those who can help you physically, but also mentally is a great takeaway. I think um, a support system can be quite comforting, especially during those days when you're overwhelmed or absolutely drained trying to lead a sustainable and mindful lifestyle. Um, so that brings me to my last question, Pragya. Um, can you share with us some ways that we can approach our lifestyles and transition to a more low-waste lifestyle for our listeners as well? Maybe more along the lines of um, your thought process when you approach the shift you're making. Um, so kind of give, giving some insights into your mind and how you approach this. So many things you can do and there's so many things you should be doing. Uh, like you said, first is you should ask the question. Before asking anyone else, ask yourself, what can I do? Uh, it's from the first thing is to stop throwing things on the road. It's as simple as that. That's like one step that anyone and everyone can do. You make sure that you carry it in your bag or you find a dustbin to throw it in. It's such a simple thing to do for an individual, right? If you want to now, you, you're, you, you know, you're kind of burning for this subject and you want a part of something bigger, there are many cleanup groups out there who are doing things. That's kind of how I started uh, because I remember when, when my first, uh, my youngest son was turning one, I didn't want to keep a normal birthday party. And I was like, what do I do? Because I'll be creating so much waste. And I just reached out to a cleanup group. And now it's become a thing that, you know what, if at least once a month, I try to make sure that, you know, I go and clean a beach or I, you know, I'm part of some activity because I, I also know that people get inspired by other people doing it. You know what, if that person is doing it, then even I can do it, you know? So it's all about bringing people together. And it, it, you don't have to be someone or anybody to do that. You can just be you. And you just know that you have so much power. I mean, Afroz Shah is like the biggest example. He was just one person who started going to the beach cleaning up. That's all he did. And see what a movement he has created. So don't ever think that you are too small or you don't matter or you're like, you know, you don't have the power to create change. We all have power to create change. And it all has to start from a personal level. We start making it more in your life. Whether that is your, you know, you're getting your vegetables packaging free. Whether that is, uh, hi. Hi. Whether that is that you, you know, change your toothbrush. Thank you. Sorry. Um, that's my son, my younger one. Hello. Uh, whether it is, um, you know, that you start recycling, you, you, you know, you find out the right recycling centers or you give it to your Radhiwala. Um, these small, small changes, you know, that's how you can create a large impact. Like someone said that, you know, you don't need uh, like a hundred people doing uh, zero waste, a zero waste life perfectly. You need like millions of people doing it imperfectly. imperfectly. <laughs> yeah. So we can all just do small changes. Like ask yourself that question today. Like what can I change in my life uh, 
to make the world more sustainable. You know, whether it's like I have one thing that I've kind of stopped doing is to buy clothes because I have so many clothes and I can just keep reusing them. And I just think this mindset of you know fast fashion that. Uh, that is something that you know my industry has created that you know you have to keep wearing something new every time you go out and it just doesn't make sense to me that how do you sustain something like that it's not possible mm -hmm. and at the same time uh, knowing the culture, culture that I come from uh, being an Indian and uh, knowing that we have been the most sustainable country in the world at one point we, we always recycled everything we reused everything you know, um, we used to wear simple cotton clothing and it used to look beautiful. I mean, our sari is now like, a, it's an iconic clothing item in the world. Like, you know, that it's, it's so simple and beautiful and you can use the pallu to wipe your hands. You don't need to carry a tissue. You know, if you see our farmers, they always have that, uh, like a little, like a, a scarf or a little turban on. They use that to keep themselves from heat. If they're taking out, they'll clean their hands with it. You know, it's, it's so simple and it's so easy to be sustainable. And you actually, I, I have noticed I'm a happier person. I'm definitely a happier person simply because I, I'm not worried about things that, okay, I have to buy that or I need that handbag or, you know, I don't have those um, needs anymore. I don't feel like wanting those things. And the moment you don't want something, you kind of disconnect from that uh, whole, I don't know what, it's like a, ego kind of a you know self-centric way of thinking where you're just thinking about how you feel and look and how people are perceiving you the moment you cut that off from your way of living you become a happier person uh, your bank balance increases because you're not wasting your money on crap and you you know from within that you're actually doing something good because you're not creating something uh, which will harm the world and will harm the fellow beings of you know the animals and and, uh, and the other people around you. So I think it's definitely made me a happier person, and it's such a simple thing to do to just stop doing things. It's not like you have to start doing things; you have to just stop <laughs> before you start doing other things. You know? Absolutely, there's just so definitely so much that we can do. Um, and on that very very happy note, uh, I want to say thank you to you, Pragya. And to all our listeners for tuning in, I know I had a super fun time having this conversation and sharing this with you all. Thank you so much and keep tuning in as we invite more inspiring people from diverse fields so we can actually use this advice that, that they're sharing, the insights and their learnings, and then apply it in our own journeys and kind of strive for that change. Thank you so much and see you soon.